And welcome to the Curvel Podcast, episode number 60. Michaela here and John Barrera. And today we have a really awesome guest. I've known him for a few years now, just a great guy and great for Curvel too, doing a lot of great things for Curvel. Uh, I'll go ahead and let John, uh, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce today's guest? Yes. Um, president and CEO of the chamber in Kerrville, Mr. Brad Barnett. Thank All you right. for coming. Yeah, thank you guys so for having me. Yeah. Thank Glad you for be being here. here. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I was looking over your, your Facebook page and I, I don't know if anybody else does this A CEO on the go. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, can you please uh, dive a little more into CEO on the go. Yeah. Well, one, it's a, a good excuse for me to get out of the office. Uh, you, that's always a good thing. That's why yeah. we do all these remotes all over town. Yeah. It gets us out of the radio station for a little while, you know? Yeah. Cause you, you look at a computer for so long. Um, and the idea, cause you know, my first year here, we were designing a new logo, new website, kind of a rebranding, getting a strategic plan. So I was felt like I was chained to my desk quite a bit. So when we got to last fall, we did a couple of these. But the idea is me spending three, you know, two to three hours working remotely from uh, one of our member businesses. And one, the primary thing is to promote that business. Um, and we want to build up a video library. So we do um, a Facebook Live when I show up to remind people, hey, we're here. We promote it in our digital newsletter. Uh, come out. Here's the business last uh, week or no, this week uh, was at South Star Bank. Cool. And cool. Yeah. yeah that's I the one South I saw. Star Bank. Yeah. And they actually had my own desk and uh, set up. And um, so we uh, did uh, the uh, Facebook Live. So uh, we've got all four of those up. If you get it to our website, CurvilleChamber.biz, CEO on the go, uh, you can actually watch those. We did a Pets Alive last year with the first one. And Karen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We had her on. Yeah, Karen Guerrero. She's great. She does a, a lot for our pets locally. Uh, big shout out to Karen. Yes. Uh, she's an awesome person. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, Brenda. Uh, oh, yeah, Brenda was, Hughes. Was, We've had her on yeah, twice. So, yeah. So that was fun to be there playing with the dogs. Um, then we did one at the Museum of um, Western Art last year. We've had uh, Dr. Beecham on the yeah. Turbo Podcast as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were just out there last Thursday. Yeah, and we've got our mixer next week out there. And cool. what was funny is that they had an artist there, so I was talking to him when I was for the pod or podcast, uh, the Facebook Live, and as we're talking before we went on, I said, you look very familiar, and turns out we had gone uh to church in midland with his son and daughter-in-law really and we knew him because my wife was on the arts council there in midland and he had done an exhibit i'm like okay that's why you look familiar i do know you <laughs> it's a small world it is it, it really is yeah yeah 100 so the ceo on a go thing that sounds like it's going pretty good for you, for you guys yeah yeah we did so fast printing a few weeks ago and then like i say this week um We've got JDS Leathers coming up in June when cool. they get into their new facility. So I haven't had anybody reach out yet for May. Uh, I always look at a fallback if nobody does it, uh, heading out to Shriner at Trailhead Beer Garden. And there you go. Do something yeah, outside. Yeah, a couple back yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's the the best kind right there, you know. Especially yeah. at Shriner at the Trailhead. I mean, that's, that's a really cool place to hang out in itself. Oh, I was going to say, I've heard people criticize, maybe we shouldn't have built as much on the trailhead or the um, river trail. It's like, you know, a few weeks ago on a Saturday, we took the dog, walked, we parked one car at uh, the trailhead, 
then parked the other one and got out at uh, Shriner Park and did that three-mile walk and timed it so we got to the trailhead at noon, have a beverage, and uh, wear the dog out. And then they were actually, we didn't realize, having a barbecue competition. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's right. So for, yeah. yeah. For like 10 bucks a pop, we got to try uh, a brisket hamburger. I'd oh, never tried man. that. Oh, man. That was really good. You can't find brisket for less than 10 bucks anywhere oh yeah not not anymore it's like 80 bucks a brisket now back in the day they used to throw brisket away well not around here but (laughs) in other parts of the country they did you know now now it's like it's a delicacy everywhere you go it seems like it is worldwide yeah um brad how how did you get to where you are this wasn't an accident how did you get to be president and ceo of the chamber uh, luckily God knows what he's doing because I don't. Uh, and he, I think in every phase of life, uh, your God's preparing you for that next journey. Uh, I got my bachelor's degree from Moorhead state university, uh, in, uh, Eastern Kentucky, about an hour, uh, East of Lexington. Um, again, born in West Virginia and then went to school in Kentucky, um, radio TV major. So, did you know that? I did not know that. No, <laughs> but that does explain quite a few things, though. Because I mean, he comes in here every Monday morning, and he, it's just like clockwork. He nails it every Monday morning. So that and, that does explain things. Yeah. Yeah, and in high school, uh, I had before I kind of gotten into that, had done some work at our local AM station, and one of the old audio boards with the round pots, the round. We have one yeah. of those in the skeleton closet. <laughs> we, we really do. Yeah, yeah. And of course, that was when you had the records, and you had to cue them up back time them and the physical carts you had to line up and go so it's like uh watching all the stuff y'all have digitally it's like man that's so much uh, nicer so it's just this flow is just so much easier than having to do all that extra work you don't have to have somebody in the studio 24 hours a day anymore which is nice you Mm -hmm. know kind of sucks for you know on-air personalities because there aren't nearly as many of us as there used to be because somebody used to actually have to be in every single radio station 24 hours a day yeah. seven days a week i didn't think about that yeah now i mean, I mean that's what you were a disc jockey that's what you did you mm. made sure the radio station stayed on the air now we're you know all across the world it's all automation now so it's changed quite a bit well and also kind of with podcast and stuff like that where you're introducing video you know you couldn't do that uh a few decades ago right um and for places like Kerrville, we don't have a local TV station. Our stuff comes from either Austin or San Antonio. So the fact that you can get a video message out there, I think, is, is a great thing. So. Social media has really helped out quite a bit. And it's helped out the chamber in a lot of yeah. aspects mm-hmm. as well. That's yeah. where I've seen the chamber a lot. Um, I think it's so powerful when you, when you take the face of a restaurant, of a yoga place, of anywhere, and you get the owner and you talk to them for a while and you introduce them to the city and you let the city know who they are, what their core values are. Um, you Which know, are extremely important to put out there. Absolutely. Because yeah. you can only talk to so many people as a business owner and you kind of run your business. You know, you, you do a podcast and you can talk to everybody and let them know who you are and what you stand for. Yep. And I think that's what's beautiful about CEO on the go. Um, the lead is doing that too now. We, yeah. we want we want Lewis him Amistoy, that guy is amazing we got to get him on the curvo podcast i'm telling you yeah he, he's a really cool guy but but that's why we wanted you on uh mr barnett because you provide so much value to Kerrville. and uh, i just learned something out in the hallway michaela uh when uh when brad was in midland Corey edmondson 
was in a nonprofit, same nonprofit? Uh, Corey was like the number two guy at Midland uh, Memorial Health System. And probably about five years ago, Corey was uh, the chairman of the Chamber Board of Directors. So when I was working for the Chamber there, Corey was our board chair for a year. So we knew Corey and Angie, you know, for several years. He was just on the Kerbal podcast two weeks ago. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah that's crazy you notice the trend yeah. of successful people on the podcast yeah is giving giving back community absolutely 100 percent. yeah community they they put community first and, and uh it really is amazing all right so so brad you moved to kerrville in 2018 2020 december of 2020 2020 yep. i was like i Went back a couple of years on that. Yeah, just flashback. <laughs> what what stood out to you about Kerrville to make this place a place that you wanted to move to? Well, having grown up again in Kentucky and West Virginia and then being in Midland for 15 years, that, that was a desert experience. I have a lot of good friends out there, but I love to do stuff like kayaking and hiking, and that's really not an option there. If you wanted to kayak, you're looking at two to five hours each way i mean you can get boat. out there on the sand and, and with the kayak but that's not going to do much well you right? can't i've actually seen people in midland when it rains there's a couple of streets and wadley is one of them that's designed as a drainage ditch i mean it's designed when it's raining don't get on it because you'll flood people kayaking or canoeing down the middle of wadley knowing how oil filled trucks drive and i uh, know i'm yeah. not willing to risk my mm. life to do that that sounds so. like a meme waiting to happen yeah yeah oh yeah um but we had kind of fallen in love with the area. We have friends um, that have had property in Comfort for years. So we've been coming down to Comfort. Um, they just got their house built. So we actually got here permanently uh, before they did. Uh, their oldest son was a year older than our son, and uh, the next one was a year younger. So after, And they lived right near the school. So he would go to their house after school until he could drive. So we would uh, stop and pick him up and... Um, you know, one of my wife's favorite drinking partners. Uh, uh, so we would stop, have a beverage. I know who you're talking about. Amanda Potter. Yeah, Amanda yeah. Potter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Amanda. When I was I was doing a tour of Kerrville Hills Winery, and um, John out there said, hey, I've already heard the scoop on you. I'm like, what? He said, <laughs> we know Drew and Amanda. I was like, of course you know Drew and Amanda. Everybody knows Amanda. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, Amanda's been up here a few times. Yeah. yeah, she just did a fundraiser a couple of, I think, Tuesday for uh, the Comfort Fire Department uh, at the Kerrville uh, Meat Market and raised a couple of, you know, just where they're unincorporated and there's been all the fires. So yeah, it's just, been a rough week. God comfort. bless our firefighters. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all of our volunteer firefighters and our paid volunteer firefighters. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Absolutely. But where... Um, we always did a July 4th event in Midland that had anywhere from 12,000 to 53,000 people, and I was in charge of logistics big. for that event. Yeah. Um, and so when that got canceled for COVID in, uh, I guess, 2020, um, we're like, great, we get the July 4th off. So we rented a, uh, brought our kiddo and the dog and rented a VRBO out in Kerr County. Um, okay. So, and then we went and put the boats down at Lions uh, uh, Park there in uh, Center Point, got right. out on the boats. But while we were there, uh, we'd been in Kerrville a few times, and no one went, oh, let's go in, let's get some stuff at um, HEB. And that was when they were building the new building. And on the way in, I'm a huge craft beer nerd. I love craft beer. I and have over, we have that too. I have yeah. over yes. 900 beers on my app. And 
So we're driving, or I was driving, and my wife said, hey, about a block and a half, two blocks from H-E-B is this place called Basement Brewing. Right. So I said, yeah. uh, navigate me to it. Uh, so we had been there several times. And then when this opportunity came open in Kerrville, and Kristen Weaver, who had worked for the chamber, and she had been the interim uh, after Walt uh, left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife met her, I think, in 2014. I met her in 2015 when we were going through the U.S. Chambers Institute for Organizational Management. They have this four-year program, one intense week, um, and you do it one week for four years, supposedly. Wow. wow. My wife and I fast-tracked it. She started a year before, but we would do Tucson in January and then L.A. in July. Okay. Um but it's just, a, it's a great nonprofit. I mean, I encourage people, if you're running a nonprofit, even if it's not a chamber, go through the U.S. Chambers IOM program because you talk about, you know, how you interact with your board of directors, how to budget for a nonprofit, um, how to interact with elected officials. It's, just, it's a critical tool set. Um, and then you build those relationships with people that, uh, you know, I still kind of watch and go, okay, this is somebody I went to school with and now they've gone from this chamber to that chamber and, because some, some people in the chamber world bounce around every two or three years. We already love this area, and I'm about 15 years probably from retirement. I'll be 54 this year. I n- have no plans to move, short of being run out of town. It's you know, <laughs> We're committed to Kerrville because we, we love the community. Hey, let me tell you, you can, you can make it. <laughs> if, if I can make it, yeah. you, you, you can definitely make it. So. <laughs> Um, and and you'd have to fight really hard. Some people have fight or flight, and mine's uh, I'll fight. So yeah. And again, when you love something like our community, it's just it is a it is a very special place. I love this place. I came here twenty years ago, and uh, came back ten years ago. And I I just I love the Texas Hill Country. There's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, every day is another day in paradise. Yep, one hundred percent. And the people here are extremely amazing as well. I mean, they have been exceptional, uh, amazing. You it's know? a bubble. It is a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. It's different than any other place on earth. It really is. It's a very special place. It's God's great, beautiful Texas Hill Country. It is. When it you're is. pulling off I 10, you know you're home. You just, it's, it's the energy you feel. You feel it. You know yeah. you're home. When you're coming up that last hill on I 10 yeah. and you're about to make that turn into Kerrville, you yeah. know, yeah, there's just a feeling that goes along with it. Absolutely. And, but we're close enough. I mean, if you want to go to San Antonio, uh, because my wife and I have uh, season tickets to the Broadway uh, series down at the Majestic. So it's like once a month, head down, see a play because a beautiful theater there and mm-hmm. then um, spend the night and come back versus having to live. I mean, when our son was born, we lived in Plano for a couple of years. I really have no desire to live in a big city like that again. It's a rat race. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But this way, you, to me, Kerrville's got the best of both worlds. A small, I say small. We are a city. Uh, we get spoiled in Texas, I think, when you go, oh, we're a small town at 25,000. I mean, we were in Vermont uh, last year staying outside of Burlington, which is the largest city in the state, at 40,000. So I think it, our perception in Texas is that we're a small little town. It's like we're a decent-sized city, uh, yeah. but we have that small-town feel, which I love. Absolutely, and we're growing so fast. Yeah. Uh, what noti- What differences have you noticed there at the chamber from our growth i think coming in during covid uh that was a challenge for a lot of chambers um i think at one point a few years ago pre-covid we were pushing 900 members uh we're at about eight holding at about 820 wow. it's just a lot of 
But when you look at that with the percentage of businesses in the area, which is about 2,200, we have about 38 to 40% of uh, area businesses that are members. And a good rule of thumb is 25 to 30% of your business uh, community being part of the chamber is a strong chamber. Mm. So from that standpoint, we're strong. But again, we want as as much input from our community as we can have. So, I mean, until we're at a hundred percent, I think there's always work we can be doing. And it, to me, it's our job to communicate to people that aren't members, whether past members or never a member, why is it important to be part of the chamber? Yeah, that's going to be my next question. What does the chamber stand for and what would incline a business to, to be part of the chamber? Well, uh, I always tell people a chamber of commerce, we are a 501 C six nonprofit. So, um, we're not one of the heartstring uh, nonprofits, but we're funded through membership dues, again, from our 820 members. And then we also do events like State of the City, Business Expo. Golf oh, yeah. tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Golf tournament that's coming up. So, and that's one that's a little more fun and networking than some of the other. But I think all of our events are fun. Yeah. They I are. was told by another uh, chamber in our area uh, that. They were the fun chamber, implying that we weren't. I'm like, well, we have fun too. <laughs> let me let me say something. I I have social anxiety. It, it, it's really tough for me to get out and, and go and be around a group of people. It, it always has been like this. I'm working on it. I'm getting better at it. But every time that I've I've gone to a chamber event, when I left, I was glad that I went to that chamber event. Every single time. There's never been one time where I left and I was like, man, I wish I wouldn't have gone. No, every single time. I've been glad that I've gone to a chamber event at wow. the Herbal Chamber. So to me, I mean, you guys are definitely doing something right. Yeah, it just that says and, a lot. And really, because that networking is one of the big things. I get more done at our events because I run into four or five, six people um, that, hey, I had you on my list. I needed to ask you X, Y, or Z. Um, and then I think interacting with other chambers. Uh, I'm going Peterson Health uh, this afternoon is uh, – having a ribbon cutting grand opening in Fredericksburg for their, their new clinic. facility there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to head up to that. And um, again, I think there's certain times, I think if we're going to Austin to advocate for something, cause that's one of the other big things is advocating at your local state and national level to let elected officials know here our policies were for or against based on what's good for business. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to Austin and you know, you get, penny um from the uh, fredericksburg chamber and me and then you get kim down from bernie and we go as a group representing the hill country then i think you've got a more of a voice and are going to be heard more i mean we did that in midland we would there was always the midland versus odessa but when we went to austin it was always midland and odessa like Mm. the ghostbusters you cross streams yeah Yeah. make things happen (laughs) yeah so y'all stand for y'all are the voice for the small businesses of kerrville when you yep. go to state. And that's actually uh, one of the things when I was interviewed, which was a nine and a half hour interview process, I jokingly call the Inquisition. Nine and a half <laughs> hours. Uh, and that's not unusual at, at a yeah. CEO level. Um, and again, an hour and a half of that was um, Charlie McElvain, who oh, okay. was during the CVB, giving me his driving tour and commentary of Kerrville, which I love Charlie. <laughs> that, that was a blast. Um, but... I asked him that morning because I started out meeting with our board. We have a 15-member board of directors that uh, uh, that I report to. And um, I said, so I couldn't find your strategic plan on your website. And they're like, we don't have an active strategic plan. 
well, if you want me to come on board, that's going to be a priority uh, within the first six to nine months. Mm. Uh, so five months in, we did a how, retreat. How important is a strategic plan? I think it's critical because it sets a guidepost for everything that we do. Um, and like I say, we keep ours posted on the website. It's uh, uh, commerce, community, and chamber, kind of our three C's. And then we dive down into that. And to me, it's really helpful because if you have a 15-member board of directors and you've got a new chair each year, if you don't have that guideline, maybe somebody's passionate about education one year and somebody's passionate about um, XYZ the next year. Yeah. Then as you get new chairs, it, I've seen chambers that you go from a focus on this. We start a new program for education this year. It's not a passion for your chair next year. Um and it looks like the chamber's all over the place. So it's that consistent, you know, vision. And we revisit that. the GPS. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good term. I'm going to use that. Um, <laughs> but, again, we've got a phenomenal board um, that, you know, just really cares about the community. Um, so don't ever see that happening. But it's good not just for the board, but for me as the CEO and the staff of what do we need to be doing each day? Because we can come up with an idea. Oh, this would be neat to do. Well, does it fit the strategic plan? Like you mentioned, mm. the CEO on the go. Does this, does it fit in? And if so, where does it fit into the strategic plan? And that goes hand in hand with core values too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, with your core values, you know, you can make decisions pretty easily based off of your core values. Where does this fit in with our core values? Strategic plan, I would say, is a parallel to that. Yeah, it keeps everybody yeah. on the same page. And yeah. we developed the new uh, mission statement and vision statement. Our old vision statement was literally a paragraph. It was like, uh, I'll never remember this. But one, because on our website, uh, you can click and see what the, because again, we want to be very transparent that here's what our strategic plan is. What's not on there is because it lists each of the things and kind of the support. We have a version with tactics on it. And those tactics are, how do we make those happen? So, in other words, the business expo, where does the business expo fall under that? And we have that listed. And it just it keeps us honest and focused on making sure that we're doing the right thing for our memberships because there's always so much you can do. And when I got here, we had one full-time staff and a part-time. So now there's me plus three full-time. And nice. we're still extremely busy. It's like, tell the staff until we can raise more money, we don't, I mean, there's that financial element of, We've got to live within our means. We set a budget, um, but we want to do as much as we can as effectively. And I am a huge proponent of a a work life or life work balance. You need to be passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. But having been a recovering workaholic and having been in environments where it was go go go, uh, and I've walked away from jobs where it was like, okay, we need you. Or right if we had our son about 20 years ago. Oh, you're going to need to start. I was doing video production in the Dallas area. We're going to need you to start working weekends and work nights. I'm like, I'm the only full-time editor you have. Everybody else is freelance. Mm. I'm not doing that. I've got an infant at home, and it's a work-life balance. So if that's the direction the company's going, then I've got to do something else. So having been in that situation, I'm fiercely protective of you need to have that balance because I think you're a more productive employee when you can get away from the job and yeah, we're going to have evening events. We're going to have weekend events occasionally, Yeah, but 
if it's like that all the time, you get tired, and you're burnt out. Yeah. I mean, how can, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, anybody when you're doing that, and that's why I try to split the eights. I, I'm not very good at it. I usually end up working 10 to 12 to 15 hours a day anyway. Mm. But when you're passionate about what you do, yeah. you get called up in that. But yeah, you got to split those eights, you know, you got, you got, and, and the eights are supposed to really be eight hours for work, eight hours for helping people. And that can include your family and then eight hours for rest, you know, but yeah, splitting those eights is mm, big. I like that. I've never heard yeah. of that. Yeah. That term. Splitting yeah, I, I was trying to go, what, what's the reference? I'm glad you yeah. explained that because again, <laughs> being from Kentucky, sometimes I don't get the reference, but I like that. Uh, Brad, what are the highs and lows of being president and CEO? There's got to be a lot on your shoulders. I think the highs, you know, start with the good news. I like, um, <laughs> Getting to have input, represent our members, and obviously building those relationships. Because, mm. you know, one of the things when I was pastor, kind of our tagline at the, the church in Midland was uh, building everlasting relationships. But that really works in the business world. We need to build relationships. Uh, it needs to be genuine. We need to get to know the members. Um, and again, the CEO on the go gets me out of the office. But really, several times a week, going and just visiting a member, hey, what are your concerns? Uh, and then getting to represent them and get to be an influential voice in planning in our community. And I keep thinking about, you know, the, the line from Hamilton in the room where it happens. It's good to be in that room and be able to represent our members so that our members have a voice when things are happening. Boots and on and the I ground. didn't sing that, but yeah, I didn't sing it because I play bass guitar with great mediocrity. My singing is uh, hey. <laughs> one time. So if anybody's at, looking for a jam band out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> They accidentally left my mic on one day at the end of church, and I just, out of habits, was kind of singing along with the, the invitation. And then when I went back to listen and post it uh, to our YouTube page, I went, okay, I'm taking that all the way out because, yeah, that's painful. You should have got Michaela to edit it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, on the fly. That's awesome. Um, we're, oh. we're so honored to have you on, and the value that yeah, you provide absolutely. for Kerrville is is crazy um did you want to talk about prop a or not really i'm we were kind of I, talking about it but are you allowed to talk about it oh absolutely and so know, elected just, officials are, are not allowed to talk about it i believe um yeah so uh, some, maybe some elected officials like if you're on the city council or you're the mayor you can't you can't talk about it um but as the ceo of the chamber you definitely can and the ceo has uh backed proposition a i know it's a hot topic in the area uh, go ahead. I'd- oh, no. Uh, Proposition A is uh, going to be on our upcoming ballot on the May 7th election, and early voting, I think, starts pretty soon. Um, it's basically to let the citizens say yes or no on, I believe it's $45 million uh, bond to build a new public safety facility that would be police, fire, uh, the city's IT, and a municipal court. So anybody that has seen any of those facilities, if you've been in the police station, it's dilapidated. It's years of deferred maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the 1980s. Yeah. yeah. A bus station, right? It was, yeah, used it to was be. a bus station. And the reason we can talk about that at the chamber, as a 501c6, a chamber cannot endorse political candidates. I mean, you can mm. lose your tax-exempt status. So we are always careful of we're not going to say candidate X, Y, or Z, go vote. What the chambers can do, and this is common throughout chambers around the nation, is you can support uh, 
propositions, agendas, uh, policies. And our board voted uh, last week. I think we got everything late Friday. We did an email vote. We discussed at our last board meeting, uh, sent out the proposition uh, to publicly support Proposition A. We do. The board does support moving forward with this. We think citizens need to get out and vote. Um, I know the opposition has, and the, even the signs I've seen, have said, well, we don't need, we could do it cheaper. Well, I've overseen construction of a 42.8, almost $43 million construction project to build a new convention center in Midland. We got it opened on time mm. uh, and about $300,000, $350,000 under budget. We're talking, you know, we just spent, uh, what? How, how many million did we spend on that, that middle school, the Hal Peterson Middle School? I'm it, not sure. It, it, it was, uh, it was a, I, I want to say maybe even 90 million. I believe it was at least sixty to seventy million, yeah. you know, on that. I, I and I could be wrong. Don't don't quote me on that because it's been a while since I looked at it. But we're talking. We're not just talking a new police station. No, we're also talking uh, fire department, IT. I mean, many different uh, public safety. This is a public safety proposition. Yeah, you know, we're talking multiple public safety. Uh, departments uh, in the city here we're not just talking one mm-hmm. so when we spent that much on a middle school for the kids why wouldn't we want to spend something to keep our our community safe i agree you you see it, have you seen it on facebook what the cops are what they're living in not living in but what, what they're working in yeah i know there have been some videos that P- have gone pvc out. pipe coming out of the roof like you know guiding the water into like leaks and everything and then they have their meetings and they're they're changing in one little small room it you know our and, boys and, deserve better our boys in blue and and our kids deserve the best also you know this we we are in a bubble here the texas hill country we were talking about that bubble just a little while ago mm-hmm. and and our kids deserve the the same safety that we've had in this bubble that we live in as, as we've had you know and and as the world progresses and gets you know worse and worse we've been seeing crime go up in the mm-hmm. area not not so much around here but everywhere we want to make sure that we have the best of the best here to be able to deal with that safely absolutely you know keep our yeah. citizens and, and kids safe here in the texas hill country well and it's a matter of the idea of you're we're voting for a self-imposed tax and yeah and there is that uh, aspect of it and too. i know a yeah. lot of people are so anti-tax if you look at Tax rates, percentage-wise, um, we're on the low end for communities, low to average. So the idea that we're overtaxed, but I don't think anybody just wants to pay extra tax. But you, right. look, but you look at what this bond is, and just personally looking at our house, we're going to pay twenty-five to thirty dollars more per month. So just Brad personally taking the chamber hat off, I'm willing to pay twenty-five to thirty dollars to make sure that we have an infrastructure that if there's somebody's breaking into my house or the house is on fire that the infrastructure's there to support getting the people out there that need to be there mm. as quickly as possible yeah as quickly as possible yeah how so, hard is it oh go ahead michaela no go ahead i was going to change the subject completely oh, okay <laughs> um I, I do want to say that where can people get more information on prop a like where can they get line by line what prop a is all about uh there is a link on the city's website uh, okay that really describes that. Um, I mean, do your due diligence yeah. on this. Yeah, you know? re- research it and make sure you're making an informed decision. Just from a 
business organization. We think this is good for business, good for our community, which is why we support it. And, you know, you ask, you know, what are some of the downsides to the job? Anytime you're in a leadership role and we're publicly making, taking a stance on what's best for the community, I know there's going to be people that are are not going to be thrilled with the chamber. They're not going to be thrilled with Mm -hmm. me for, for making comments like this, but when you're, when I was pastoring, I don't think there was a, a Sunday that I walked out of the church without two or three people complaining about something I did. <laughs> yeah. And some of the time that was why was my hair getting longer and why was I preaching with a shirt that wasn't tucked in? So, Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wow. And I want to say something else, too. You know, there was a petition going around because the city was trying to pass this proposition without a vote. And there was a petition going around at where you could sign it to, to send it out to a vote. And I want to just say... I know firsthand that some of those people that signed that petition, uh, they were still for it, but they just wanted to see the citizens vote on it and uh, get it done that way. So mm. I just want to throw that in there real quick, too. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah and again, it's it's democracy, and we, that's why we have a, uh, okay, a representative republic, actually. We use the term democracy, right, yes. and it's like, yeah. and that's why it's for big issues like this, I, I don't have... I think it's good that there is that procedure in place that if you have enough citizens to say, we want to vote on this, I think the idea to vote on everything, that's why we rep- elect people to do the research and represent mm. us. If they don't do that, then you find somebody else. Uh, so the idea we need to vote on everything that comes before the city, I think not an effective use of our time or you know the type of government we have. But I do like the fact that Hey, we get to vote on this. So, mm-hmm. I, like you say, I encourage people do your research. Yeah, um, we think it's a good thing, but you know, you see a lot of pro and con prop A signs throughout the city. So, make sure you're educated, and that's Absolutely. why we, as a chamber, aren't going to endorse a candidate. But I, I, I can say, get out and vote. Do, that's kind of a civic duty and it responsibility. Is. And I all like, right, we are kind of running on time. Yeah. Uh, John, go yeah, ahead. No, it's okay. I, um, I like how you said, because Mayor Blackburn touched on this also, that you can't please everybody. And Mayor Blackburn said on this podcast that, y- you know, it's impossible to please everybody, but you have to stick to what you be- truly believe is right. And uh, somebody's always, you know, going to disagree. But he said, as long as you stick to your core values, you'll be able to sleep at night. And I like that you hit on that. You know, yeah. you be able to take off your president ceo hat put on your um brad barnett hat and that that was a cool way that you said that well and two it's we we've gotten very polarized in this country with political mm. agendas if you don't agree with this and i remember in, in grad school at sfa that i had a, a good friend and we couldn't probably be farther apart on the political spectrum we were still friends we could have discussions Hey, here's your opinion. Here's my opinion. Okay, I see this point. Go out, have an adult beverage, go out to dinner, and uh, still be friends. And I think we've gotten to the point that's harder to do. And I would really encourage people to, you know, listen uh, yeah. to the other side because that's part of getting information. Don't just, uh, I know there's people that you got to watch CNN or Fox News. Oh, okay, watch both. Get yeah, both yep. sides of yeah. it. Do a little research beyond that um, or, or listen to the news uh, on any of Jam Broadcasting stations. There you go. Yeah. We, are, we are right down the middle on the news here. I mean, we um, are. Yeah. Thank and you. A lot of, and, well, and a lot of times, though, it is that local news, whether it's a local newspaper, your local radio, mm. uh, that's 
going to be able to give you more information. And I always encourage people, it's easy to get out and vote for uh, a, a national election, but your local elected officials, uh, whether it's city, county, uh, probably have more influence over your day-to-day business operation or just as a citizen. So again, get engaged. Absolutely. All right, uh, John, any uh, last words on episode number 60 today? 60. Um, Brad, is that okay if I call you Brad? Uh, yes, please. Okay. Thank you for coming on. I, I yeah. hope everybody in Kerrville sees this. I hope they know who represents the Kerrville Area Chamber, Chamber of Commerce. Really. It's yeah. an honor to have you on, and um, thank you. Thank you. And just from the Chamber hat, if you have questions about the Chamber concerns, uh, call, email, stop by uh, the chamber because, again, we represent you as members. So if you have concerns, uh, let us know. Awesome. All right. Uh, Mr. Brad Barnett from the Kerrville Area Chamber of Commerce. That's going to go ahead and wrap up episode number 60 of the Kerrville Podcast today. You can get this on the Apple App Store. No, you can't. I've been talking about the Jam Broadcasting app all week. You can get this on uh, Spotify, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Google Podcasts, you can get it on YouTube, you can get it on Facebook, and you can also get it at CurvillePodcast.com. All right, we'll be back Tuesday with episode number 61 of the Kerrville Podcast.